This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. You're listening to Deadset Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a show dedicated to podcasting in Australia, New Zealand and Southeast Asia. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. Hey folks, Josh here, recording this one into the Rodecaster Pro. So I'm doing this all, I guess, live for the lack of a better term, and I may fiddle with a few of the settings as we go through. I'm currently recording this in multi-track, so I'm hoping if I did get those levels a little bit off at the start with the music, This is the first time I've actually used the device, so you're hearing my very first run with this piece of equipment. I mean, I've played with it a little bit, but I haven't recorded anything with it. So one thing I've noticed straight off the bat, I'm using an RE20 microphone into a cloud lifter with the phantom power turned on, and I'm running the noise gate, which is built in to the Rodecaster Pro, and it is very aggressive. So I'm just going to roll today and see what happens so you guys can hear that a few of the things I'm going to talk about today are things related to the current status of the device. So I want you to hear, I guess in the audio, what it is that maybe I have an issue with. And I'm not going to do anything to this audio besides maybe boosting it up to a more standardized level with the rest of the Dead Set podcasting episodes. So to support the show, buymeacoffee.com slash deadsetpod. Hello at Deadset Podcasting if you want to ask a question that we can tackle on the show. And or if you need your show edited, that's what we're doing behind the scenes. That's what this show really is for, to share information, get to know you guys. Try to be independent of hosting companies and big media and rankers and all that kind of stuff that's infiltrating all the discussion these days and just try to help you make a good show. But we're also editing in the background. That's what kind of, it's a two-pronged thing. And I don't like to go on and on about that side of it, but if you do need your show edited, hello at deadsetpodcasting.com and deadsetpod on Twitter and Instagram. Righto, enough plugging. So I did mention I'm using the RE20 setting. Not 100% sure what specifically that's doing versus other settings but i did notice that when i wasn't running the cloud lifter and i ran straight into the desk i'm so used to the quality of the audient id 14 running with a dbx 286 and or even higher quality preamps in my sound devices mix pre 6 that i actually found the road a bit noisy and One thing I'd heard is a lot of people, all they're doing, the only processing that they're running in the unit, there's a lot of options. They basically have everything turned off except the noise gate. There was so much noise in the signal without the cloud lifter that the gate was actually going every time I would stop talking because the gate couldn't actually handle that base level of noise. Basically, the floor level noise was higher than I would have expected. The... Preamps are certainly very powerful as far as the amount of gain that they're adding. Just, I was a little bit thrown by the fact it wasn't quite as clean 
as I was expecting. But I will say this. You're not probably going to find anything in a consumer-level device that is cleaner than a sound, the sound devices. devices. They're just unbelievably quiet. And with the DBX running into my Audient, which is how I get stuff into the computer if I record on there, and or it's how I mic up a guitar cab if I'm just writing a demo at home or an acoustic guitar, it's just such a low-noise combination that possibly I'm being unfair. But this brings me to my first point for today. And you might have noticed in the title, this episode's basically called and I'm going to call it something in the future, but working title, Dream Updates to the Rodecaster Pro. The first one would be the noise gate. If you don't have a really clean sound, which I've managed to clean mine up with the cloud lifter, is too aggressive on its one static setting. You can't actually adjust it. It does seem to be working really well. It's actually forcing me almost to perform at a consistent volume level. I can't drop up and down in volume as much because I can hear it starting to move a little bit when I do that. So it's actually helping someone like me that has a bit of an ear, I guess, after doing this for 10 years. But for someone at home that's maybe not as consistent with the volume that they're speaking, even with a clean signal, the noise gate's still too aggressive. So that should be an easy fix in the actual software. Just give us a big knob, just even a dial on the screen. It doesn't matter what it is. Just so you can basically do what I do on my DBX286, all I'm doing is getting rid of just basic floor noise. So by floor noise, it's just the noise inherent in the signal when no one's speaking. That would be good. The next thing is just some combo jacks. So I spoke about the 286, which is a hardware channel strip that has a noise gate. When I'm running my RE20, I do use a tiny bit of compression, very light. It's really only to catch if I get super loud, like if I laugh or something. And I also run a little bit of the low and high frequency detail. But it's really just the gate that I'm using that device primarily for. I could get a good sound with none of the compression and none of that detail on, just the gate. When I'm running my NTG3 Rode, the shotgun mic, I actually have nothing turned on. I'm using the DBX to give the mic phantom power because it's a shotgun condenser. And I'm running the noise gate, a very light gate. That mic's so incredibly quiet and the, the pickup pattern's so narrow. Unless you're pointing it directly at something noisy, there really isn't much noise to get rid of. So what I'd love to be able to do is into the Rodecaster Pro, it only has microphone jacks. So XLR jacks. There isn't a smooth way for me to come out of the DBX and in via an insert cable into the Rodecaster. And it's an insert cable that I'm using to go into my Audient interface for the computer. Most things come with combo jacks. Sound Devices has four combo jacks. The Scarlett 2i2 or 2i4, whichever one I owned before the Audient, that had combo jacks. The Audient has combo jacks. I'm not sure if they were just trying to keep this thing more affordable being the roadcaster or they just overlooked the fact that people may want to just run this in a raw state not use any of the onboard processing and use this purely as a device to operate their channels use it as a recorder 
use it as a really easy way to get multiple mix minuses happening on the phone and on the USB. I think they thought that everyone would just use this and wouldn't want to run anything besides a microphone in there. I've got a sound I'm really happy with and I'd like to be able to run that directly in and just hit record. That's not so easy at the moment. So just some combo jacks would have been good. And for a combo jack, just Google that. It's basically an XLR jack with a smaller quarter inch insert cable jack in the middle of it. You'll probably know them if you're at all familiar with audio gear. Once you see one, you'll be like, ah, a combo jack. You may even have one on the device you're already using. So combo jacks is obviously a hardware upgrade. The more granular control of the noise gate is a software or firmware sort of update that I think would be obviously a lot easier to pull off. They could do that tomorrow if we all put enough pressure on them, really, I think. And I, I love this thing. It's really beautiful and it, it's working. And the metering is really good. And it's a comfortable size. And I love these pads and the headphone amp. Top stuff, Road. The headphone amp is fantastic. It's giving me plenty of clean volume, no distortion. I won't say it's as good as the sound device's headphone amp because I'm not sure that there's anything out there that really compares to that that's in a mobile-sized device. But the fact that there's four of these channels and I can plug in every person and give them a really easy mix of everything, it's just really fantastic. So my next thing is another hardware complaint, I guess, issue. This is something that just bothers me, having used mixers for mixing bands and speakers and different people in the past and different musical projects where the line for unity is on the faders if i'm not looking it feels like it's too far down on each of the faders it's almost halfway down each fader so as you're looking up the roadcaster pro you'll see that there's actually a thicker white line and basically that's unity so what that means is if you set all of your faders there you can then go and adjust all of your gain settings for each of these channels or the amount of input signal you're getting and that should basically get you back to unity on the actual recording fader and then you just adjust from there i guess you get a little bit of headroom in the fader if someone does a mic check and they're really loud but then when they come on the mic they're half as loud you can actually ride them up a little bit with the physical fader they feel like they're too far down so i actually have to physically look at the device to find out Am I overshooting where Unity is on the fly? Whereas with a normal mixer, I can eyeball it for a tenth of a second just quickly and just know it's about two-thirds of the way up. It's in the right spot. I'm not sure if it's just me being complacent or maybe I was just imagining how I've been using mixers for bands and vocal artists and all that stuff for all these years, but it just feels like it's not something I can do without looking at the actual board which I think is a bit strange. And once again, maybe just me being really complacent. Okay, this next one I think is pretty interesting. And it's one of the more confusing features of this device. Even for me, someone that's done 850-ish plus podcast episodes and voice recordings. There's two types of settings in this device. One is called voice tone. So whether you have a low voice, a mid-level voice or a high voice, low, medium, high. And there's also a setting which is even more confusing for me called voice strength. If you speak 
in a really soft way, just in a normal way, maybe a tiny bit quieter than average or a really loud way. The problem is that I'm finding that when I've done tests, my actual performance voice, because we all have one of those, whether we like to admit it or not, we're not all perfectly authentic, quote unquote. And if you want to get a nice stable recording, you do actually have to perform a tiny little bit and be mindful to project your voice. The performance voice can be different to the voice that you actually use to do those settings when you're not actually in performance mode. So you can change them on the fly, but it's not completely clear what it is exactly that you're doing. So what I'm proposing to Rode is there's a device out there for guitar called the Kemper Profiler. And I don't want to upset the guitar people out there that hate Kempers and hate Axe FX. If there's any of you listening, I'm not a big fan either. I've got a AC30 Vox in front of me and a Soldano SLO100 tube amp. What the Kemper can do is it can actually physically mic up a sound source. So if you're in the studio and you're recording an album, and maybe, for instance, just say you came over to my house and you get to play, you're in a heavy metal band or a rock band, you get to play through my Schecter or my Les Paul, two pretty standard heavy rock guitars, into my Soldano, and that goes into a really unique sounding cab, a Bad Cat 212 semi-open back, and you really love that sound, but it's nothing like the gear that you actually have when you're out touring. Maybe you've just got a mess of boogie and a 4x12 straight cab or something just standard. What the Kemper can do is basically you put a mic in front of the studio amp and you can actually run a profile on the sound. So it samples everything about the sound that it can and then uses the inboard modelling technology that it has of different amps and cabinets and microphones and rooms and spaces to recreate that sound in a virtual way. So what I'm proposing to Rode, I'm, I'm getting there, folks, is maybe you speak into the Rodecaster when it's connected to the Rodecaster Pro software on the computer, and maybe you speak for t- five to ten minutes even. It's got to be long enough that you've been speaking for a while, and the actual device and the software samples and profiles your voice and then tells you your voice, in our opinion, is a soft tone voice with a medium volume. Or you have a very deep voice and a soft delivery. Or maybe you have a high voice and you're super loud. I think that would help. And further to that, if the technology was developed to the point where like a camper is, it would actually optimize your voice for you. And customize all of the settings within the road to approximate what the software believes is the ideal recorded version of your voice. So just dream feature. Obviously the Kemper's got any access effects to it, maybe a lesser degree now, but they did have for a long time unbelievable R&D and technology in the device. Rode's a big company. This device kicks a fair bit of butt already. Some kind of AI sampling just to say, hey, Your voice doesn't sound deep and strong. Your voice is deep and weak or deep and medium delivery. Maybe you should change your settings. So that's all I've got to say today. Buymeacoffee.com slash deadsetpod at deadsetpod on Twitter and Instagram. Love talking podcasting. 
did the world need another podcast about podcasting? No. Do I think about an unlimited number of topics for this subject every day of my life? Yes. It's why I'm doing it, because I kind of believe that one of the things that we should all be doing when we're looking for something to podcast about or wanting to start a second or third show, or maybe we're on to it, we want to close down a show and start a new one. What are those things that you just think about new subjects for all the time? That's maybe something you should be podcasting about. Who cares if some ranker will never care or it's not something wondering might give you an award for? Whatever, whatever. Just make the show that you want to make. And a good start is I'm always thinking about that topic, which is like me with podcasting. Righto, deadsetpodcasting.com slash services. If you want to look into having myself and maybe one day an expanded team edit your show, now I'm going to try and hit the music to take us out. This is a song that my band recorded about 10 years ago now. So enjoy this. It's one of those big riff songs. Righto, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.